Good morning. How is everyone? Amen. We are blessed to be a blessing in every season, in every change of circumstances. We are still blessed as a people. We walk in the blessings of God, and God is with us, not only blessing us, but He goes with us also. Today, as we come to the onset of Lent, we come with great joy in our hearts. Bishop will always remind us, priests, that you know, Lent is not a sad season. Lent is not a somber season, but in fact, it is a joyful season. Why? Because Lent is all about coming home to God. It's all about repentance. And repentance is not a sad event. Repentance is a joyful event. Now, we may be serious because this is also a time where we look into our relationship with God. We evaluate our relationship with God. And for us to do that, we have to be serious in certain areas of our lives. Serious but not sad. Okay? Serious but joyful. Amen? So we realize, like I've said, in, in Christmas that God is with us. Then in Epiphany, we went through the season of Epiphany. We found out that God would like to manifest Himself to us and through us to the world. And so we were so excited, so joyful during that season. But now as we come to the season of Lent, we realize that manifesting God, manifesting His glory in our life takes a lot of hard work on our part also. Amen? So there are disciplines that we need to observe in our life. And in the season of Lent, these disciplines are emphasized, okay? It is emphasized, it is highlighted to us. And these disciplines that we are going to talk about this morning, these are the disciplines we need in our life to strengthen that Christian character that we have, okay? To cleanse us so that we may be able to shine more and more and reflect the glory of God in our lives. God, in His grace, would like to share His divine nature with us. God, in His grace, is showing forth His glory to us that we may reflect it in our own lives. And so, but we have to be disciplined because it takes a lot of character to do that. To bear Christ in your life, to be able to manifest Jesus to the world today, it takes a lot of character. And I believe that it's the will of God, it is the dream of God for us to cultivate that character. He would give us the grace that we need so that that character of Christ may come out of our lives. In other words, what God would like to do to us in this season of Lent, and I really pray that all of us will take heed to this, God would like to fortify 
our character. The word fortify means to strengthen, to strengthen our mind, to strengthen our will, to strengthen our emotions, that we would be able to bear all the pain, all the sacrifices that we are going to go through in life, bear the pain, bear the adversities that we are going to face in life with courage. That is why there is a new word that I would like you to meditate upon today, and that word is fortification. Try to look it up, try to find out that word, because that is what we are going to be focusing on in this season of Lent. All these disciplines that we're going to talk about, these disciplines will help us fortify our Christian character, to strengthen our mind, to strengthen our will, our emotions, so that when we begin to face the adversities, the pain, and everything that is in the world today, we are going to bear them with courage. Okay? Courage is very important for every Christian because we live in a very dangerous time. We live in a dangerous world. And for us to bring Christ to the world, for us to live out that life of Christ, we need to have courage. Coming to church is a risk. Visiting your loved ones would take risk on our part. But we continue to do that. The patriarch mentioned, he said that this is now the time for the church to really rise up and, you know, wake up from that uh, attitude. We just want to be safe, you know, we just want to be good. I'm not saying that we need to be stupid. I'm just saying that this is now the time for the church to rise up and continue with what God has given to her. So let's look at the disciplines today in our gospel. Jesus talks about three things. Can you name those three things if you have been listening to the gospel reading today? Ano yung tatlong bagay na yon? Huh? What are the three things? Okay. These three things that I will mention, these are disciplines. In other words, these are things that we need to do. Things that we need to initiate in our life. You know, God has given us the grace, but we need the discipline to receive that grace. And the first thing that Jesus mentioned here in Matthew, He said, take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Three things today, and the first thing I've mentioned already, you know, giving, or I would say service. Number two is prayer, and number three is fasting. 
Okay, so those are the three things we said. The first thing that he mentioned here is giving. Actually, it's not just giving per se, but it is actually giving to serve someone, to help someone. Okay, you do not just give so that you can enrich yourself. I'm going to give because I want to reap a harvest. I want to be rich. I want to be prosperous, so I start giving. Well, that is another part of the story. But basically, we have to learn to give. We have to learn to give for service, not for yourself, but for the other person that you are giving to. Okay? Yan ang problema minsan sa atin. We, every time we give, nagkakaroon tayo ng attitude na dapat bayaran tayo ni Lord. You know, I heard a story of a boy. Nagbigay siya ng regalo sa nanay niya. Napakagandang regalo. Alam niya, paborito ng nanay niya. But it was an expensive gift. So after giving that mother his gift, ang sabi niya sa nanay niya, Nay, mahal yan. You know? Maliit lang yung allowance ko. Okay, so, medyo nagpaparinig na kaagad, no? nagsisingil na. And sometimes, if we are not careful with our lives, we are like that before God. We only give because we expect God to give us more. And here, Jesus confronts us to this kind of discipline that we need to have. Giving out of service. Giving out of that attitude of you want to help a person. In our gospel today, he warns us about, you know, announcing your charitable deeds. Making it known so that people will know how generous you are. And uh, Jesus said, do not do this. When you give, do not, you know, when your right hand gives, don't let the left hand know. In other words, be discreet. Do not try to get credit. Do not try to give just because gusto mo na you want to feel good. You know, how many of you feel good when you give? Right? We feel good every time we help someone. But sometimes that becomes our motivation. We only give because we want to feel good about ourselves. When you begin to give out of that attitude of service, you want to help another person, then giving will take another form. Giving will now begin to hurt. It's so nice to give to people who know how to say thank you. It's so good to bless people who could bless you back. But sometimes when we practice giving selective tayo, namimili tayo ng taong tulungan. We only give and help people that will make us feel good about ourselves. There are people in this world that when you give them, they would not even say thank you to you. There are people in this world when you start giving to them and helping them, they would even take it against you. Ayaw natin ang mga tao na yon. We don't like those kind of people. But this is what Christ is teaching us. Teaching us to give even if there is no feeling good about ourselves. Even if the person does not know how to say thank you. And I remind you today, when you talk about these disciplines, 
This is not a condition. This is something that the Lord expects from us. Hindi niya sinabi, if you give, if you share, if you help. No, he did not say the word if, which is conditional. He said, when, when you give. In other words, this is something that Jesus would like us and expect from us na ginagawa talaga natin. In this holy season of Lent, one of the practices of the church is that pagpasok sa kwaresma, may tinatawag tayong almsgiving o sa bisaya anong alms. Ha? Limos. You know, we don't like the, the term limos. But this is also a time for the church to get her attention away from herself. Individually, masyado tayong nag-iisip sa sarili natin. When we give, we want something in return. If that person cannot pay, I will ask from God. Giving as a discipline takes our attention away from ourselves. Giving, true giving, teaches us to strengthen our character. This is what Christ is. When Jesus gave, can He get anything from us in return? Ano makukuha ni Jesus sa atin in return? Nothing. He did not give His life to us so that we would love Him. No, He did not expect that. He only gave because He loves us. It's not about the person you're helping. It's about who you really are. You are the same as Christ in your character. So this is something we need to practice. Every year as we enter Lent, we check on our giving. Am I giving because I just feel good? Am I giving because everybody begins to like me when I start giving? Am I doing this for myself? Am I giving and helping others for my credit so that people will look up to me? Like Jesus, He gave and he gave everything. And at that time, he did not expect us to reciprocate, to give to him in return. No, he did not. It was unconditional in giving. And this is something we need to, to understand. You know, when the three disciplines were mentioned, I, I expected prayer to be the first. Iniisip ko dapat prayer muna, then uh, fasting, then giving. No. In our gospel today, the first thing he said, give. Because a selfish attitude will not bring you far in prayer also. It's so difficult to pray when there is greed, when there is selfishness inside you. Tingnan mo yung prayer mo pag may selfishness. Puro give me, give me, give me, give me. Everything you pray, everything you ask, geared on what you want and what you like. I remember one time may nagreklamo sa akin. Sabi niya, hindi sinagot ni Lord ang prayer niya. Why? Because at that time, he was praying na sana wag umulan sa buong mundo dahil birthday niya. 
It's my birthday today. I want good weather. And the day he celebrated his birthday, it rained hard. Why? Because at that time, the farmers needed rain also. So nagalit siya sa Diyos. Sabi niya, hindi mo tinupad ang gusto ko. I already prayed in Jesus' name. Hindi nangyari. <laughs> Selfishness. And in the season of Lent, we need to confront ourselves to that. And the first thing Jesus said, if you are going to follow Him, if you desire to follow Him, you must. If you are going to desire to follow Christ, anyone who comes after me must deny himself. Pick up his cross. Then, come, you can now follow me. So the first thing is giving and helping people. In this start of this season of Lent, don't let this be just a teaching to you. Ilang Lent na tayo sa buhay natin, puro lang nakikinig tayo and we just allow these to become teaching. Let this be an action in your life. You know, think of a person that you are going to help in this season. Maybe after Lent, you will continue to help that person. Maybe there is someone who is struggling to go to school. Meron ka namang extra. Why don't you help in sending that person to school? You know, if you will seek, you will always find. If you seek an opportunity to be of service to someone, to be of help to someone, kung hahanapin mo talaga yung opportunity na yan, you will find it. And you do it because it is what Jesus expects from us. And the more we do it, not expecting anything in return, it strengthens our character. It develops our Christian character. In that area of giving, you learn to deny yourself. Okay? Then we go to the next discipline. He talks about, in verse 5, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, he did not say if, he said when. And the word when means it's not conditional, it means he expects you. Okay? There is a time that you need to pray. When you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Here we talk, Jesus is talking about personal prayer. You know? The more we cultivate personal prayer in our life, the more we strengthen the corporate prayer of the church. Just imagine if all of us would take this instruction from the Lord seriously. Begin to evaluate your prayer life. When do you pray? Do you pray when you're in trouble only? 
Do you only pray when you have no more money? St. Paul said, pray without ceasing. St. Augustine also said, prayer is the breath of the soul. A Christian who does not pray does not breathe anymore. Amen? There is no life when there is no prayer. That's why I struggled with people who say, my prayer life ako. Anong prayer life? Is it separated from your life? No, we only have one life. And prayer should be there because if there is no prayer in your life, you have no life at all. Amen? There is no such thing as my prayer life, my work life, my secular life. No, no. We only have one life. And life, and that life we have is expressed and lived out every day in prayer. Whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. That's prayer. And it talks about personal prayer. You know, we, we can learn so many things. One of the things na I have pursued in my life Nung napansin ko na medyo pumuputi na yung buhok ko, there's so many things I want to learn from scriptures. I wanted to learn uh, many of the things that my bishop loves. Gusto ko rin pag-aralan yun. And I've realized I don't have much time anymore. So I want to focus only what is important. So I, I, I told him, I said, you know, I, if there's one thing I need to learn and I want to learn and focus on, I want to know more about prayer. So I spent so much time when I was in the mountains. I went to Gimaras to talk with people who can really pray. And you know, I bought books on prayer. And it did not develop my prayer life. No? That prayer in my life did not develop. And I look at Mother Teresa and he said, if you want to be successful in prayer, the only way to learn prayer is to pray. You may not have the books. You may not have so much knowledge in prayer. Yun ang ginawa ko, pinag-aralan ko talaga ang prayer kasi ang sabi ng mga disciples, Jesus teach us to pray. So if they ask Jesus to teach them to pray, meaning to say, prayer can be learned. At least the right way of praying can be learned. Kasi sinabi nila, Lord, teach us to pray. If it can be taught to you, then it can be learned. So I spent my time on books and reading and talking to people. But the best advice I have received was that from Mother Teresa. If you want to be successful in prayer, then the best way to learn prayer is to pray. Start praying. How many of us would sit down with God every day just to be with Him? One early fa church father said, you know, prayer is nothing but a movement of love towards God. When you set your mind to pray, you know, when you set your heart to pray, you are now moving towards God in love. That's how he described prayer. 
So try in this season of Lent to go deeper into your prayer. Go deeper inside your heart. You know, there are three movements in prayer. And uh, the church fathers taught this. Sabi niya, when you pray, it is a, mood, it is a movement inward. But prayer is also a movement upward. And prayer is also a movement outward. So anong difference na yan? When you begin to pray, sabi nila, start with the movement inward. Focus, pasok muna sa loob ng heart. Yesterday, I was sharing a reflection sa psalm reading natin. It was David who was talking to the Lord. Sinabi niya kay Lord, Lord, Examine me. Test me. He was asking God to test him. Ayaw natin ng test sa buhay, di ba? Ayaw natin ng trials. But here comes David walking with the Lord every day in his life. And he comes before God and he says, Lord, test my heart. Examine me. Find out if there is something there that is not right with you. So the first movement of prayer, when we do our personal prayer, start praying with a movement coming inward. Ask the Lord to examine your heart, to bring out those things that is not supposed to be there in your heart. You know, sinasabi nila, the prayer of examine. You know, the first movement of prayer is to move inside first. That those things that are not supposed to be there should be done away with. May mga kasama ako dati that they would join us in prayer. Every time I prayer, punta sila, hindi sila nag absent sa prayer and corporate prayer. But the problem is, they told me that when they are alone, they cannot pray. And I said, if you can pray with others, if you could come together as a community and pray, why can you not pray when you're alone with God? And later on, I found out that this person cannot sit alone, silent for a long time because he has so many hurts inside, so many mistakes, so many resentments, so much unforgiveness inside her. And she doesn't want to deal with it. Basta mag-pray lang kita, mag-pray. No, a day will come that you, when you pray, you have to move inside. Get these things out of your heart first because you can never move. You can never move forward. You can never move upward in your prayer when you do not deal with the bad things inside your heart. So yun sinasabi ni David, examine me, test me, search my heart, O God. So this season of Lent, spend time to be alone with God by yourself. Be quiet and allow God to let His light shine in your hearts that you might begin to see the things there that are not supposed to be there. Then deal with them. Ask the Lord to heal you. Ask the Lord that by His grace to remove those things. And that prayer in entering into your heart that inward motion in prayer, you will discover God in you. That all along in your life, while you have so many hurts in the past, while you have all the experiences na naagyan mo sa kabuhi mo, 
when you begin to look into your heart, you will realize God has always been there inside loving you in spite of the sins, in spite of the weaknesses. He loves you so much. And there, when you find God in your heart, you will find your true self. You know, many times we just pretend when we are with people, we do not know who we are. We pretend to be good. When in fact, in reality, we're not good. But when you go inside your heart, you will find Christ. He will show you the weaknesses inside your heart and He will begin to heal you. And there you will find your true self. The true self that God really loves in you. Amen? Then after that prayer of inward prayer, you are now ready to pray upward. Sabi ng mga church fathers, upward is when you start praying in the glory of God. You know, if you cannot deal with the inside, do not go up to the glory of God. It will destroy you. When you've dealt with the anger, when you have dealt with the prejudice, yung mga, sabi kong prejudice na yung may mga tao dito na talagang hindi mo gusto. And every time you see them, you just begin to resent them. Minsan hindi tayo careful, nandyan yun sa puso natin. You know? There are people we don't like. There are people we resent, but we allow that resentment to continue. Tapos magpipray ka, pupunta ka na naman sa taas, and you know, talk of the glory of God, ask for God's glory to be manifest in your life. It will destroy you if you do not deal with resentments and unforgiveness in your heart. In the season of Lent, I pray that as you begin to pray, you would find yourself, find God inside you, and then begin to move upward in prayer. Now the glory of God, the will of God. Yun. Then after you've done that, there is now a movement of prayer outward where you now go to other people and pray for them. Yung tinatawag natin na intercessional prayer. So inward, upward, then outward. Your prayer should not only be directed inside. Your prayer is not only directed upward towards God. It's also directed to other people. Begin to reach out to them in prayer. So much to learn about prayer, but we move on. The next and final discipline Jesus talks to us about to strengthen and fortify our character is fasting. I don't know what happened to the church, but in the early centuries and even up to the Middle Ages, fasting has always been an essential part of the life of the church. Hindi ko alam kung anong nangyari na ngayon yung fasting. It's something that we don't even want to talk about anymore. But in the early years, you cannot expect to proceed and prosper in your spiritual life without fasting. And I really pray that this discipline will be brought back to the church. I remember when I started to talk about fasting sa Antique, marami kaga nagtanong, Father, paano matanda? Ah, okay, sige, exempted na lang matanda. 
Paano father ang bata? Anong bata? Bata ba? Oh, bakit? Hindi nila kayang fasting. O sige, exempted yung bata. Sang edad mag-umpisa? So sabi ko, sige, start natin sa 12. 12 below exempted sa fasting. Hal, alimbawa yung 12 and 6 months, pwede? O oh, sige, sasama na lang. Father, pwede 13? 13 below? O oh, sige, 13 below. Father, paano yung may sakit? Paano yung ganito? Before we know it, lahat ng tao sa church exempted na sa fasting. So, you can now stop fasting. You know, don't, don't make excuses. If this is part of our calling as a people to fast, then whatever the situation may be, ask the Lord, I want to fast. Now, you give me the strength, you give me what I would need so I can fulfill this. There's so many things that we can learn in fasting. You know, I don't have just time enough. Sana may oras lang ako. I would share with you the joy and the, the strength that you will receive when fasting becomes a discipline in your life. Remember, when Jesus was baptized and He was anointed by the Holy Spirit, diba? He got power from the Holy Spirit. In His baptism, Jesus was now empowered. But the first thing the Holy Spirit did to Him was to bring Him to the desert to be huh? to be tested. I do not know, sabi sa Bible kasi, and the Holy Spirit drove Christ to the wilderness. Iniisip ko lang, It's not a natural tendency for a human being to go to the wilderness and fast and pray. Hindi. Ayun nga, kikita ko na yung Holy Spirit, tinutulak si Jesus. You know, he was driving him to go to the desert. No human being would want to be there. So when he was there in the wilderness, in the desert, what was the first temptation that Satan threw at him? If you are the Son of God, turn this stone to become bread. Pagkain ka agad. First temptation has something to do with food. Our appetites. If we are not careful, our appetites control us more than anything else in this world. So yun ang first test ni Jesus, his appetite. He was already hungry. The Bible said he was hungry. And now the devil is saying, you know, kain ka na. Okay? Very sensitive yung relationship ng pagkain at yung spirituality natin. Okay? It's important that we understand this. Bishop Ricardo will always remind, God is not angry when you have possessions. God is not angry when you have nice food to eat. It is a gift that you can eat well, but do not allow these things to control your life. That is where God comes in. Okay? Do not allow food to control your life. Okay, in the season of Lent, we are going to have a corporate fast every 
every Wednesday, anong ginagawa natin? Uh, is it fasting, right? Every Wednesday. Do you practice it here? Every Wednesday. Uh, ang sabi ni Bishop, one meal lang. Naawa kasi siya sa inyo. Okay? But if you can, I'm not saying you must, but if you can, every Wednesday this season of Lent, fast from day, from dawn to daybreak. Kumain ka na lang sa gabi. Okay? Amen? Kung kaya mo lang. Kung hindi naman kaya, hindi, isang meal lang. Father, pwede magmerienda. Ayan na naman tayo, umpisa na naman tayo dyan, no? Daming technicalities. So, whole day. Sa umaga, wala na. Sa gabi, kumain. Pag kumain naman sa gabi, ay wag naman yung bawiin nyo. No? Yung buong araw na hindi ka kumain, kakainin mo sa gabi na lang. No? Nandun na isang plate na pizza, lahat-lahat na na. Pareho rin. Okay? But the purpose of fasting is just to curb and control your appetites. That they will not lead you, they will not be the ones controlling your life, but you are in control of them. Amen? Shall we stand?